Welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about Girl Pool's second record, Power Plant, which starts out with a song called One, Two, Three. last album before the world was big it was the sound that sort of got them some recognition which is just two women in this sort of sing-songy almost weird nursery rhyme voices and I read some interview where they were described as the the reviewer imagined them looking like the two twins in um, The Shining who appear in the hallway and you know we've seen them perform live at South by Southwest I think the year before last and they kind of had that they had that vibe they were just two women up on stage with a guitar and bass no drummer no other accompaniment very stripped down and their voices very much in the forefront and so this song as the first on the record is kind of a little bit of a trick because they've introduced a drummer and that's their big new change yeah i think it was smart to do this as the first single because exactly the, you you wouldn't get spoiled on the surprise that you get to enjoy that experience if you're even that guy hey i'm gonna go get the latest the latest single from this great band that doesn't have a drummer mm-hmm. and nope but no it's a fun addition it feels organic and it's just this kind of shocking experience of, oh, wait, <laughs> this band works as a completely different formula and it's still really sing-songy, but that additional kind of low-end heft to it gives it a very different vibe and it feels darker. And I'll, I'll get right out of the way here that the lyrics are still pretty prom or the vocals are still pretty, pretty prominent, but... I started to give up on the lyrics on this album a little bit. Like I felt like they're very, uh, the word I think used often is impressionistic that I feel like it's just kind of, they, they give an idea of how they're feeling and it's this just sort of sense of like, I'm trying to figure things out. And this is sort of that thing of she's talking to someone and it's like, Hey, make it, you know, explain this to me. I don't, I don't, I'm, I know you're feeling sorry for yourself and I'm just, what's going on and 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 it's not trying to be conclusive yeah and i'll i'll talk about this after we hear the next song but i would argue that that is the biggest change not that they got a drummer but that the lyrics that the vocals are lower in the mix and their the lyrics are a lot more impressionistic and so an example of that is this next track sleepless 
as I mentioned, the big attention-getting change here is, hey, we have a drummer, but I feel like what changed the most for me in just listening to this record versus the first one is what I really liked about the earlier record was that clear harmonics of their vocals that were really upfront and really stripped down and the lyrics were very direct and observational. And we were playing the first record this morning and I remember the song Chinatown and the line, do you feel restless when you realize you're alive? And it's so upfront and direct and great. Whereas in Sleepless, for example, you it's just these weird elliptical lyrics about being sleepless. And like one of the lines in that, what we just played is, I live in a gallery that no one's ever seen. Sometimes all the golden fruit falls down on top of me. And it's just like so weird and oblique. You're looking at me like you don't. No, I totally agree. Yeah. That's, that's a look of enthusiasm. And not only is it oblique, but it's layered with these noisier guitars and guitar and bass that with the vocals mixed way down. And so it's it's almost like a more mainstream sort of shoegazy sound. And it's a real change from what they were doing before. What I like is that it's so pushing in that different direction and yet still feels completely consistent. Like it mm-hmm. still feels like the same band. And yet, yeah, there's do, they're doing really ambitious stuff here where in that chorus and then you hear sort of the second voice coming in mm-hmm. at an even lower that you can barely hear. And it's basically running through all of the verses while the chorus is going, mm-hmm. while the really loud, noisy kind of shoegazy guitar is happening. It's almost like a round. Yeah, and it's... It's really cool and really spooky and just all this stuff. I paint the wall. The the wall is paint and just the glass jar of change and everything about it just has this feeling kind of unease. And it's all centered on that basic inversion of the idea of people think about, you know, oh, I, I slept without dreaming. And this is like I dream of not sleeping, mm-hmm. which is such a strange inversion. And it's just unsettling. And yeah, the music matches that and even the guitar getting noisy. And then also kind of those interesting little, uh, I don't know, the overtone harmonics Mm -hmm. kind of style, which always sounds like kind of cool, but off. Mm -hmm. And similarly, like the vocal harmonies, I feel like they're willing to push into places that are a little more discordant. Like I think in the second half of the chorus where they really, they amp up the harmonics and it's, it's not as sweet, Mm -hmm. but it's still really powerful. Mm -hmm. It's just a cool song. And I... This is, I think, when I heard this, like those, the singles, one, two, three, and then the two other singles, I thought are very poppy. And then I listened to the album and this song comes on and it's so much going to a darker place. Mm -hmm. And it made me so much more enthusiastic. Like I was a little hesitant about listening to this album. And then as soon as this came in, I'm like, no, they're going to go to places that are dark and a little scary. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a lot more rewarding of a visit throughout. And they just keep going for it on this next track, which is called Corner Store.
not sure what this song's about, but my and we don't like to read too much into authorial intent, but intent. But I feel like it's about someone getting old and having dementia. And I'm I'm taking that from the you know the line about the napping in a plastic coated living room. Every picture frame is a picture of you. Like it kind of sounds like your grandma's house. And then being in the store and getting lost, like trying to figure things out. And the reason I point this out is because I feel like a lot of these songs are about something missing or the absence of something. And here it's kind of like absence of, I don't know, attention or understanding of, of what's going on. But I don't know if that's just a total misinterpretation. No, I def- I got that as well. The... You know, that scent, the plastic covered living room is so vivid. And that notion of like going to the store and just seeing, looking for things you've never seen before. Yeah. That just like you're kind of confused and maybe like, the, you know, there's these new products that didn't exist when you were young. And I mean, certainly I know these are young women. I don't remember exactly how old they are, but there's at that age where, oh, they probably have grandparents who are mm-hmm. getting really old and possibly having problems. Yeah. And yeah. that, you know, that's something you come to terms with. And this is such a, interesting structurally song of what's minute and a half and mm-hmm. it's sort of like verse verse and then to me what feels like what should be the chorus is this just blast of incredibly loud guitar sound that just obliterates everything that came before and yet then the song keeps going and then almost comes back to itself and it starts with uh i get lost at the corner store and then i think it ends with you get lost at the corner stores so there's mm-hmm. at least a little bit of that like you flip perspective in the middle mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure exactly what they're getting at, but trying to come to terms with that, trying to have empathy about that kind of tough situation. And it's a kind of small story, but a very human. I mean, then these are all small stories. And I think that's what makes them interesting is they're just these little vignettes of something of observation. Yeah. And, and, you know, I said the song is a minute and a half. I think it's one of the shorter ones, but the entire album is pretty short it's 12 songs and yet it just flies by and that you buy a lot of uh, leeway from me that if you can put a lot of musical ideas into a song and then just like, okay, I'm not going to stretch this out. Let's economical. Move, yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, why, you know, why do seven verses when two will do? Right. It's you almost know. like a self-consciousness of not wanting to take up too much of your time and I think there's a very you know when you talk about female fronted or female directed music versus male directed music it's you know there's always the sort of stereotype of the guitar guy who wants to do an eight minute song with two minutes of guitar soloing and in the middle to like show off and it's very self-indulgent and eye-rolly and this is kind of the opposite of like I don't want to bother like I, I'm just going to give you as much of this song as I think is really good and then move I, on to the next and the thing, thing. is they're good guitarists yeah <laughs> like, this is and I didn't really pick up on that as much when the vo- vocals were up front on that earlier album and mm-hmm. here I feel like they could show off like they and it would be awesome and we get these little snippets like that section here but they don't push it and leave us wanting more which yeah is well great. and honestly like they've spent their first album got so much attention and they spent time to- time touring and and everything else so they've probably become better players over the course of the last two years or however long it's been. you get better with practice <laughs> that's what I hear yeah so after this you know we did I really enjoyed this opening to the album where you start kind of poppy and it gets really loud and crazy. But as I said, the singles tend towards the more poppy. So we'll 
listen to another of those next. It's called Power Plant. It's the title track. song is one of the only places where the drums are sort of not really showy but like doing something that you notice and i i think that's what i like about the fact that they added a drummer on this record is that it's not overpowering it it really works with the the music as it is and um it's not distracting yeah it didn't didn't take over the band i think this song and then the last song static somewhere i think are the two where i'm like oh there's a little bit in there and even Mm -hmm. then it's like showy only by comparison Mm -hmm. and it's exactly the right thing though to let the flat let the founders of the band (laughs) shine Mm -hmm. don't try to take over Mm -hmm. but then given the chance to be like i'm actually really good too yeah (laughs) just just in case you were wondering (laughs) and so as i said this is one of the uh one of the singles and i think it's pretty poppy but yet still has this real melancholy to it and i I like that, that it's sort of very sweet, but then you just hear that and it has that, that vocal style where it just has that final word of the lines in the verse and in the chorus where the, just the word gets stretched out and that's another chance for the singers to show off like, yeah, we got pretty strong voices here to be able to just sustain that kind of power. But then it's these sort of darker harmonies, even with the sweetness and these sort of lyrics about kind of struggling just like mm-hmm. kind of stick to the plan and we're working up by the power plant mm-hmm. and i think it gets you know i talked about in an earlier song like oh this is kind of a small story and this is a song that i feel like is trying to get a kind of bigger picture concerns of like how it is to be a young person kind of struggling and then these lines about stock market dances mm-hmm. while poetry falls mm-hmm. and this sort of notion of that people trying to find meaning and you're just too busy struggling to get by and kind mm-hmm. of commerce defeating art and it's kind of a bummer yeah yet a fun song about a bummer and that really weird sort of off-tune piano line that's just like very plunky yeah and it's it's an interesting choice because this record seems like they're trying to get to a more sort of I don't I won't I don't want to say adult sound but a more mainstream sound but then that get that piano really harkens back to like the previous album where it's really simple and really almost childish in a in a positive way but yeah it's it's very 
interesting. Yeah, but I think that they're co- they're trying to come to terms with adulthood, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a bummer. And that you're hearkening back to that, and then you hear that there, and then it comes back at the end of the song, but then with much more kind of noisy elements and like really distorted guitars on top of it. And so, you know, you're trying to keep that innocence, and Mm -hmm. it's not succeeding. So this, and so I described this as poppy, and I think when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cute. But, you know, subsequent listens, there is that darkness in it, and it's rewarding. Another relatively dark song is the next one we'll play called Soup. song title of taking that idea of throwing out soup is such a kind of weird thing because soup is sort of intrinsically amorphous and yet throwing it out is sort of this really vivid snapshot of someone who's kind of trapped in probably a pretty not great job and so this entire song is just sort of so heartbreaking and And also it implies it's it's funny because it implies so much about your living situation that, you know, obviously you don't have a garbage disposal. Otherwise, you would just pour the soup down the drain. So I, yeah, I actually, it's weird. I just leapt the idea of someone being in a job, but maybe you're right. Living someone like, why would you throw soup? Because it rotted. So mm-hmm. either in a job where you're throwing out soup or you're living in a home where your soup goes bad before you eat it. Either way, it's not necessarily a great mm-hmm. scene. And, but that I saw this really talking about someone like, oh, you've got so much potential and, you know, you're, why are you so stuck? And yeah. it's just really sad. But also, you know, I'm sure that, you know, when you're that age, even if you are managing to get your stuff together and become a successful musician, you're going to know people who are really struggling and either for whatever combination of just the economy being a disaster or mental illness or drugs or maybe a little of all of those things really struggling and you just find yourself like staring at a wall (laughs) yeah and it's interesting that because of the way that they've approached this album with the vocals not being so upfront and and clear that it's so much more powerful when the instrumentation drops out and you know you hear the line you've got so much potential can you feel it It, it's such a different feel from the songs that were all that sort of stripped down vocal it's like it really highlights it yeah when it's you've got that noise coming in and then it just drops out and it's like when you get to that 
top of the roller coaster mm-hmm. and suddenly just gravity yeah. drops out and then you come back in and it's just it's very intense and it's this little two minute song and it's just manages to be that word I've overused kind of epic in its way but it's I think it's a very vivid snapshot and it just covers so much emotional ground and it's a downer and yet really catchy at the same time and talking about that a lot of you know as I mentioned earlier that a lot of these songs are about something missing or something that's absent it's sort of here you do you get the feeling that the person who's wondering what their potential is or that has so much potential doesn't even really know what's missing and that's kind of the point of the song is like why are you stuck in this life like you don't know how to get out of it yeah and it's yeah that it ends with just that heartbreaking line of like become a cartoon because all of the flowers are too much for you that you're supposed to want to stop and smell the flowers but for some people it's just too much yeah it's really sad (laughs) yeah the song this album is ending on such an upbeat note and they really embrace a dark shoegaze sound on this next song, She Goes By. One of the more complicated songs on the record and it's you as you said it's very dark and it's such a weird throwback sound it almost seems it almost felt out of place for me like it feels like it's coming straight from a record that was released in like 1994 yeah that was as everyone knows the high point of all music no it's definitely some nostalgia factor but i think it's it's really well done example yeah, of yeah. that style no, I mean, it's not a criticism it was just kind yeah. of like surprising it, it is startling i think they hinted at kind of shoegazy sounds early and then it's just weird to hear at the end to hear him really just go for it and then i realized oh this is actually another song with some kind of interesting drumming as well mm-hmm. and especially well the like where that just totally cuts out and comes back and mm-hmm. i think that the album even though i listened to it a bunch of times preparing for this podcast even now i'm still like oh i'm hearing more stuff in it and that's like one of those things like we picked a good album if 10 20 listens into it you're still picking up new stuff that is a very good sign yeah i mean i definitely think it's worth listening on listening to it on headphones and listening to it repeatedly because it really sort of grows on you and there's a lot that's subtle and that you that it takes time to sort of pick up on yeah little bits and especially you mentioned the headphones because i've noticed like they do some stereo separation where there's Mm -hmm. the multiple voices and they're kind of Mm -hmm. separated out and this song you know it's lyrically kind of sort of stereotypical shoegaze where it's just lots of like little kind of clipped phrases and very kind of vaguely ethereal this idea of like flying kites and hot air balloons and Mm -hmm. very kind of overwrought emotion of like Mm. oh it drains the light from the sky Mm -hmm. and all this stuff is just kind of over the top but you know executed really well and then another thing that i i think is a bunch of the songs i'm kind of picking up on is 
instead of verse chorus, it's sort of verse and then the cor- what would normally be a chorus, but then it has totally different lyrics each time. So, Or instead of the chorus, it'll be just like a burst of guitar noise. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't even know. It, it gets kind of off kilter a little bit because traditional song structures are there, but being kind of subverted enough that you're not quite sure what what's happening mm-hmm. and you're enjoying it, but mm-hmm. it's unsettling. And I think that's the effect they're going for and it's very successful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just it, enjoying that, this album. And yeah, I was really surprised because especially the, the singles I, didn't lead me to, I didn't realize how much I was going to enjoy it based on. <laughs> but of course, I think the last single is maybe the most melancholy of those. And we'll play that next. It's the penultimate track. It gets more blue. episode i'm just eating my words because i was just talking about how oh when i heard the singles i wasn't excited about the album but now that i've listened to the albums the singles are really growing on me and this is just an example where it seemed kind of meh at first but now i'm just finding the depth and really appreciating lyrics this may have the best lyric on the album of you'll build him a tower he'll burn you a bridge which is just such a great kind of silly and sad and just really a bummer and this has such a melancholy to it i like that it's sort of impressionistic verses and then very just kind of concrete chorus of like i'm struggling i'm digging through the trash and hearing this train going past and it's just life is a struggle and these kids are too young to think that and but yet they seem to understand it and are making really good music about it and uh after their first album i was not excited and now after this album i am excited i can't wait to see what they do next yeah and i particularly felt that the last song really kind of leads into what they're doing next and made me excited and so we're gonna go out with that it's called static somewhere and you've been listening to us discuss girl pool's second record power plant and this has been for the record thanks for listening